she was like, let me guess. You're going to tell me the future has Caterpillar Mans. (laughs) Just one. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are covering Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And this week, we start off season four with God Emperor <laughs> of Dune. We Woo! did it. <laughs> We're here. Wormin. 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 The grumpiest worm, just the crankiest worm. Absolutely. Well, if you were 3,500 years older, however, you'd probably be pretty cranky too. Yeah, you're just dragging those little vestigial legs behind you. Sometimes they're ouchy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, we made it. I was honestly... I'm honestly shocked because when we started this, I was like, if we ever make it to God Emperor of Dune, it will be a miracle. And here we are. A miracle has happened. A miracle is here. We've got (laughs) the journals, the stolen journals of Leo too. How does he write them? I don't know. I guess he has hands. I don't know what they do. I maybe. (sighs) I mean I mean if his legs are vestigial, why not his hands? I don't. Uh, well, we'll get to that. See, he, yeah. he has a nice little like, "Hi, I'm Lado too." Yeah, it's all about me. <laughs> you might be wondering how I got here. Record scratch. <laughs> oh, so we have this book. It has like three different beginnings, and they're all yes. <laughs> so different. Different genres. Uh. Yeah. yeah, like we start with like the driest cracker of a history lesson. Oh my god. Uh, if you know the epilogue of the book Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tale. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, now we're at an academic conference 75 years in the future and we're talking about Gilead as a historical entity and blah, blah, right. blah. This is what this is. This is... Mm-hmm. The beginning of God Emperor of Dune is an excerpt from a speech given by Hadi Benotto, Italian, space Italians. Oh, mamma mia. We're here. We'll never die. Uh, <laughs> just that, that this is at the point where we, we are calling Arrakis Rakis. Yes. Which sounds cooler and hip. It, it really does. Yeah, Rakis. And he's just telling everyone that they have found the original journals of Leto II, the God Emperor. Mm-hmm. They have, there's already an existing historical treasure. Tre- like they say it's a treasure, but yeah. Called the Stolen Journals, which more on those later. But this, oh my gosh, these actual journals. Yeah. And it's like, great. Wow, everyone in this room sounds so excited. <laughs> so exciting. Truly and they have ancient. someone read a poem. Yeah. We need to say also they keep going on about how ancient these journals are. Yes. Now keep in mind that this is thousands of years. Like God Emperor Dune is taking place like 
I, I'm supposing, I'm guessing like thousands of years after, like this this intro, this beginning chapter is like, hey, this is from way back when. Like, <laughs> yeah, and God Emperor takes place about three thousand years after the end of of Children of Dune. Right. So that's so, you know, no, we're kind of like, yeah, we're really time traveling here. And if I'm at a loss, it's because I'm at a loss. You know, like if I if I can't describe it, it's because it defies description. Yeah. They're all very excited about finding this, you know, this journal. They're very heavy, mm-hmm. apparently. Primitive. So primitive. Heavily and primitive. Uh, they are inscribed initially so small that they have to magnify them before they could read them. Because, of course, he was also a real dick about it. Is <laughs> a little tiny writing. Yeah, well, it says these volumes were printed by an Ixian dictatel of truly ancient make. So I'm guessing that, like, that's some kind of weird, like, recorder type device. And I'm supp- I'm guessing that that's what made the print so tiny. Yeah, and it they're on Redulian crystals. Ooh. And then it says that it Why takes... can't we read things on crystals now? Uh, I want I that future. That would be amazing. Um, like even in Star Wars, they just still have iPads, basically. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like I don't know, man, take this iPad. <laughs> it's space. It's not even as cool as on the Expanse, right? <laughs> uh, and it takes forty ordinary volumes to reprint even one, because Leto had a lot to say. He had a lot of time to say it too. He had nothing else to do. I mean, us, uh, yeah, he was running a galaxy. Ooh. Ooh. Whatever, man. <laughs> so they read, a, they introduce a poet who comes in and reads some quotations from the beginning. Uh, I like that they're basically like, only Leto 2 could have written this. Like, oh my gosh. Well, it begins with, I assure you that I am the book of fate. Yeah, that's that's pretty much our guy. That's Leto. Sounds like an Atreides. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds like an Atreides to me. He thinks about all of his lives. Uh, he claims to be the second Leto, which we all know isn't true. You are. He's the third. Technically the third, my friends. Let's get technical. Uh, and he can imagine any topic and think of all of the of you know the ancestors that have experienced this and uh yeah it's only the past he ends and then we are led into our very first like our first actual chapter where things actually happen yeah and that opens with a little epigraph from the stolen journals yeah should i that yeah yeah I'll take this uh, since you kindly introduct it did the intro. Okay. So yeah, this is just, it's not credited to any writer. So we are just assuming it's Leto too. Uh, the stolen journals and it goes like this. <clears throat> this morning I was born in a yurt at the edge of a horse plane in a land of a planet, which no longer exists. Tomorrow I will be born someone else in another place. I have not yet chosen. This morning, though, ah, this life. When my eyes had learned to focus, I looked at 
out at the sunshine on trampled grass, and I saw vigorous people going about the sweet activities of their lives. Where, oh where, has all of that vigor gone? Yeah, if there's one thing it's going to be a running theme with Lato 2, mm-hmm. is that he thinks people suck. I mean... Uh, that no granted. one... No one wants to work anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he turns into, like, the ultimate boomer. Nobody wants to be a real Fremen. Nobody wants to work. You just <laughs> have to keep getting Duncan Idaho's because things keep oh, going wrong with your old yeah. Duncans. Yeah. Uh, but so first, yeah, first oh. we have this this why. So we go from dry academic conference to thrilling uh, letters of transit type escape. Yes, so we've got three people who are fleeing, and they're fleeing from D wolves, which you D wolves from our mini episode, our big yes. giant genetically modified wolves. We do learn that there is now uh, a place on Arrakis called the Last Desert. They are running through a forest and trying to get to the Idaho River. Get to the Idaho River, and you can get a breeze from the Kinds Sea because there's a sea on Arrakis now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last guy who was running is named Ulat, which means beloved straggler in Fremen. Oh. Which, wow, wow, talk about living up, <laughs> talking about living up to your name. Uh, they are so they're fleeing from these D wolves. What we've we learn the most important thing that we are going to learn in this chapter is we are going to meet Siona. Yes. Siona Atreides, uh, who we learn is super hot. Yep. Uh, she's like, uh, she she's just got like this beautiful long brown hair. Mm-hmm. And like a big mouth and a little nose. Yep, just and a total smoke just, show hot like whatever she runs like dudes get turned on because she just can't help it yep thanks frank (laughs) yeah frank is entering his horny era in this book for sure so they have broken into uh one of leto's strongholds yeah and they were there initially to just steal uh plans for the, the plans of his citadel because they are trying to find where Leto hides his spice. Yeah. Spice is now even more precious because there are no more worms. Yeah. Uh, Leto controls all the spice. And he, he, you know, measures it out, you know, this little bit to the spacing guild, this little tiny bit to the Bene Gesserit. You know, maybe if this great house does me a solid, I'll send them a little spice, you know. Stuff like that, but it's pretty, it's pretty right, highly, heavily regulated now. Yeah. So Siona has, they've taken that and they also ended up taking a couple of the, what turned out to be the stolen journals. They don't know that initially. They just know it seems important. Mm-hmm. It's Ulat that says, hey, maybe we should take these too. Siona says, look, fine. We'll take them. I'll carry them. Uh, she throws them all in her little backpack that has a, a special seal that keeps it from getting wet, which I just think is cool. It's like a little self-sealing mm-hmm. bag. I like it. Uh, both Ulat and another guy, Kutag, also 
they fall to the wolves. Mm -hmm. But Siona, since she's the fastest runner and just the hottest thing going, Mm -hmm. makes it to the river. Yeah, she's our final girl. And the D-wolves can't go past the river. It's in their conditioning. So she knows once she makes it to the river, she's good. Uh, She gets across and we hear that it was uh, 11 of them went on this mission and she's the only one that survived. Yep. 10. Then I paid the price of 10 dear friends to get this stuff. She. We find out it's, it's supposed to be the big like reveal at the end that she is an Atreides because she curses mm-hmm. Leto using her full name. Yeah. Uh, and she, her big goal is to find out where he keeps his spice and to destroy him. Because she knows, appropriately enough, that he is a tyrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is, just in case you've forgotten, she is an, an a descendant of Ghani and Faradin. They just all were Atreides. Because, I mean, they're not taking what they're going to be Carinos. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> so... That was our big, our big opener, and so now it actually doing... was a a pretty exciting chapter. I have to oh, say, oh, it's a good chapter, Even... and it really brings you in, like to new. I mean, to there's... this new Arrakis, to this new Arrakis, rather. Yeah, and just these like the little things, the little mentions of the mm-hmm. fact that there's an ocean. Yeah, and that she's running to a river. Like these things are would have been impossible. Yeah, but. They, uh, they exist it's good world building. Now. Yeah. It's, and and it's, I mean, yeah. you can't say Frank doesn't have his strengths. And this is definitely one of them. Because I, I find that even just these first, like, three chapters, like, very immersive. And, like, more, I don't know. There's just, a, the tone is totally different from the previous three books. Yeah. Like, things are happening right off the bat. We are Mm -hmm. learning about these characters shortly before their demises. Mm -hmm. uh, Which is more than we learned about some characters that we knew for chapters in previous books. That's true. (laughs) And we learn a little about the the new Fremen, because Siona does uh, cry a little Mm. when she realizes she's lost her friends. Not much, because she's still Fremen, but Mm -hmm. she does cry a little. And, of course, we learned that Ulat was a little water fat. So we had to slim down a bit before they went on this mission. Which, you know what? Fair. You got to train up. Yeah. I mean, nobody would ask me to come along on the dangerous mission where you have to run for your life. Nobody is asking that of me. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. We'll go with someone that looks like they can jog fast to somewhere further than their mailbox. Thank you. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, I mean, you can be the wolves' bait. Yeah, you could be fodder, <laughs> cannon fodder. <laughs> I mean, slow them down some for everyone else. <laughs> but then we get this freaking record scratch of a, of a chapter. Hello. <laughs> I was born a Leto Atreides too, more than 3,000 <laughs> standard years ago. Okay, 
pause. Do you remember that moment in the movie, in the Gone with the Wind movie, where they're all sitting and waiting around for the men to come back from raiding the camp or whatever? Yeah. And, like, they're all super scared and tense, and Melanie grabs, like... The David Copperfield and sits down to read to everyone, and she's just like, "Chapter one, I'm born," and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh Christ, that is <laughs> great, Melanie, thank you." That's kind of like where I was with this. You know, I was born Leto Atreides the second more than three thousand standard years ago. I was like, "Oh Jesus, here we go." My father was Paul Moadib. My mother was his friend in concert, Chani. Like, yes, we know, we know, we know, mm-hmm. we know, we know, we know. Um. He gets pretty tired of that, but yeah. he he tells us a little bit about how his grandfather and his father uh, live uncomfortably in his memories. Paul mm-hmm. Paul is apparently a shaky ghost to live with because he realizes that Leto did what he refused to do. Yeah. And so they all have to live with that now. Yep. So we get a little bit about the golden path mm-hmm. and his prescience he doesn't give a shit about your feelings yep he's got more it's all about survival he talks about how there's just a little bit of the desert left the surreal and he this is where he does talk about like uh now people there are no more truth sayers and very there are very few truth sayers for Reverend Mothers because the mm-hmm. Betty Jezzer have to wait for him to parcel out some spice. Yeah. Um they people don't live, people only live to be like a hundred because mm-hmm. no one's just mainlining spice anymore. Right. Which, you know, is kind of the way it's supposed to be. Mm. Uh he talks about how this is his piece, Leto's piece, even though they all hate him. <laughs> so this is where he describes himself. Yeah. So <laughs> he says that his skin, this is the Soundtrap skin, which I accepted, and my father refused. Got to get in that little he, He's got to throw poke. that in every chance he gets. <laughs> Which gave me greatly amplified strength plus virtual immunity from conventional attack and aging. That skin still covered a form recognizably human. This is him at the beginning. But he says, God, the description of him, this is again, like I've said, if you walked into a room and this was in there, you would drop your drink. (laughs) I am what could be called a pre-worm. My body is about seven meters long. And somewhat more than two meters in diameter. He's just a little skinny boy. <laughs> Ribbed for most of its length. Moving for on. For her pleasure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> said moving on. <laughs> With my Atreides face positioned man height on one end. The arms and hands still quite recognizable as human just below. So, okay. So he's a worm. Okay. And ha- halfway down himself. Because if he's seven. So like... Oh, God, how tall is seven meters? I don't know the metric system. Well, one meter is three point something feet. He's almost 23 feet long. Yeah. Yeah. So on one end, regular, he says man height. We don't know how, let's say six foot. Mm -hmm. There's his human face just sticking out. (laughs) I, for the record, 
think that it's a, gr- a grown-up face. Yeah, I, I feel like the face aged with him. Yeah, I don't want to pretend. I don't want to believe that it's a little nine-year-old face because that's gross, no, especially no. considering some of the stuff. But also, like, well. why why wouldn't his face change? Like, his face isn't I, part I of... I yeah. agree. Yeah. Underneath that, he's got his arms and hands. Mm-hmm. It says, my legs and feet, well, they are mostly atrophied, just flippers, really, and they have wandered back <laughs> along my body. <laughs> oh, so, Sorry. The whole of me weighs approximately five old tons. These items I append because I know they will have historical interest. Thanks, dude. You just wanted to talk about yourself. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he does say the whole could be considered rather gross. Yeah, he is kind of like, uh, look at me, man. Ugh, it's a lot. <laughs> Gnarly, right? <laughs> How do I carry this weight around? Mostly on my royal cart, which is of Ixian Manufacturer. You might remember from one of our mini-sows. Says, uh, you're shocked? I'm really not. Don't, no. don't presume to know my reaction to this later. Yeah, we've already covered this. Uh, do, do, do people hated the Exians more than they hated me? But he doesn't know all the things that the Exians are going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has some sympathy for them. Uh, because they love their machines so darn much. Yep. And, and you know, they've gotten good with them. So the very words you're reading were printed by an Ixian device, a dictatel, it is called. If I cast my thoughts in a particular mode, the dictatel is activated. I merely think in this mode, and the words are printed for me on Redulian crystal sheets, only one molecule thick. God, I need that. Oh, mm-hmm. that would be so nice. Especially when writing a review. Oh, oh all my thoughts are so or good. A recap. I get them. When I get them written down, I'm like, what was this about? What were yeah. these words? Uh, and sometimes he gets copies printed. And it was two of those types that were stolen from Siona. And this is where we learn that he knows all about Siona. He calls her my Siona. My Siona. He's just like, you might wonder if I would have let her die. Because you're going to find out that she's very important. But don't worry about it. Like, I would have done it if I had to. Since death is a very personal thing, I will seldom interfere with it. Never in the case of someone who must be tested as Siona requires. I would let her die at any stage. After all, I could bring up a new candidate in very little time as I measure time. Uh, what a great, what a great uncle. Right? Fantastic. The best. The best. He must make Christmas so great. Or, you know, wormus or whatever he has. So he has devices all over the forest. So he saw everything that happened and he watched mm-hmm. it. Uh, he says, Siona is Siona. That's why he didn't stop the wolves because it would have been wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the D wolves are but an extension of my purpose. And my purpose is to be the greatest predator ever known. Drama. Your purpose is to be Hannibal Lecter. Okay. <laughs> what is not in this part that I find hilarious it comes a little later but i'm gonna bring it up now (laughs) is there's a part where he mentions how he moves around not just on the Mm card that people get very surprised by how fast he can actually like move yeah how fast he can like crawl but then he also says how fast i can roll and it's like how often are you rolling around buddy (laughs) oh (laughs) just rolling which is funny to me because that's what my daughter did she never really crawled she just rolled Aww. until she stood up like it was hilarious like she would just be like well here i go <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and I bet she got pretty fast with it too. Exactly. But just this idea of this giant worm, just like, <laughs> wait, got to get over there. <laughs> just rolling. Oh, oh that's rolling funny. across the room again. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll just watch this happen. Fantastic. So he's rolling. Wow. Okay. So that was the first three chapters <laughs> of God Emperor of Dune. Much like the other books, the chapters go from either being like two pages long or. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, and sorry. I think rather than like. No, I just. I, we're going to skip. Like, I, I, I know we don't hold spoilers precious, but I just randomly mm -hmm. opened my book and it was the scene where he gets Siona to like drink spice essence from his Holds. Oh right! <laughs> I just opened it, and it was just <laughs> yeah. That's going to be an adventure. Okay, <laughs> but oh, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be so gross. I'm going to be so gross right now, everyone. Please, We're all adults. Be gross. Okay. These little curled flaps beside my face, he said. Tease one of them gently with a finger, and it will give them <laughs> drops of moisture. Heavily laced with spices. That is the way. I bet okay. it will. <laughs> Leto. <laughs> he is related to you. I mean, that is how you are not a Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, oh. God, <laughs> that's, a that's a promo. That's a look ahead, everyone. That's a look ahead yes. that happens in this book. I did not. I read that from God Emperor of Dune. Yeah. And if you think this is all starting off really weird and unfamiliar, don't worry, because we're going to have some Duncan Idaho soon. Lloyd's going to have a briefcase. <laughs> yep. He's going to show up <laughs> for a little meeting. With his little briefcase. And Leto's going to be like, does he think I'm fucking stupid? Coming to my coming here with a briefcase. <laughs> oh, I know God. what he's doing. Oh boy, we're really in for it. And <laughs> I, I think everyone should just prepare themselves for us to be extremely wacky this season. Oh my God. It's, it's got this book doomed. is so wacky. Okay. <laughs> it's so strange. And it's so Lito good. is constantly just like. I'm on top of everything that's happening. I'm going to go into a fugue state and think about shit and then be suddenly like, oh, crap. I missed, <laughs> I missed everything that just happened. I was Duncan. in my fugue state. It's like, Fill me in. <laughs> like, Lido, I thought you said you knew everything that was happening. Right. Oh, we get well. Siona, who every time she talks to her dad is just like, you're a bootlicker and I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Moneo. <laughs> he's just like i just gotta do my job i Although, gotta learn all the facial expressions so that the when that right. worm starts rolling i get out of the way yeah he, and actually we'll get into it in the next episode but he has some very interesting ideas about leto and then slash the god emperor so yes. yeah we'll we'll get into that next time though i don't want to get too far ahead of myself because uh you know we've already <laughs> gone too far <laughs> I know we've already really breezed through, but Aww. I mean, these three first three chapters are pretty short and I have to say that like moving forward, we probably won't, um, you know, it'll just be up to us in the week, like how we feel like 
oh, you know, maybe we could do two or three chapters. Maybe we'll just do one. Yeah, it depends. Because coming up, I mean, I think we'll probably, like, the next one, there's one really short one and then a one mm-hmm. really long one. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, there's not a lot of consistency in this book, mm-hmm. as with all the Dune books. Yeah. But this is definitely one of those where there will be a page that's just like, oh, here's a little something about the time that Leto did this. Yeah. Like, okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> when he rolled rolled across the, the tundra <laughs> where you going man you're rolling <laughs> they see me rolling I, he's just rolling across like <laughs> the room and I that's not dignified <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your main problem with it is that's not how a, a, the leader of the universe should behave <laughs> he's just sir Sir, excuse me, sir. If are you are you... not on your royal cart, <laughs> getting wheeled in like Job of the Hut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hilarious, exciting, amazing, amazing. God Emperor. God of Emperor Dune. of Dune. Yes. And of course, you know, we'll probably be back with our mini episodes in between with our more readings from the Dune Encyclopedia. They're all starting to get pretty long, so we're going to have to start summarizing a little bit. But (laughs) They're very in-depth, some of them. Yes. (laughs) Some of them are like 30 pages, and I'm like, why do I have 30 pages on this? (laughs) But I think it'll be interesting, and it'll give like more context I think especially moving forward because a lot of the stuff in the Dune Encyclopedia really does mostly stick to like the later books yeah so that'll be good absolutely it's a lot more from God Emperor Mm -hmm. out than it is in the previous ones so yep 30 minutes we did it Oh my gosh look at us <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's really it's really all i've got as far as i know stuff that's goes. unfortunately like we're just we're at a cusp things are going to start happening when this was all this introduction so mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah so uh well then it, in that case we can kind of wrap it up this could be a short a short episode but um Megan, what are you working on right now? I, I I saw that you just posted a or they just released the your recap for the first three episodes of Andor. Now I just did the first two episodes of uh Rings of Power recap, and that was like such a slog <laughs> having to do two episodes in one recap. So I really have to tip my hat to you for doing Thank three you. episodes yeah, in one Disney recap. Plus decided that we needed three episodes as a premiere which actually did make sense because mm-hmm. it was kind of like a movie yeah the way the episodes all flowed together but it was still like a three episode premiere <laughs> like, yeah guy. of andor i don't know if i said that or not uh, but but yeah. yes so i am i'm recapping andor i'm very excited it started off super strong i think it's gonna be really great no diego luna does not look 21 years old but we're all gonna live with it because it's diego luna. yeah it's him. diego luna and he's beautiful so He's just, just go with it. Him. He's fine. 
and he's fine. wonderful. I love him. Uh, yep, yeah, and I'm, as I said, recapping Rings of Power. I will hope to soon be recapping or at least reviewing uh, the interview with the Vampire TV series that's coming to AMC+. I could not be more excited know, about this. Great. <laughs> I'm really excited. I <laughs> recently watched the the first movie like a couple times. Uh, both times. The first time I was like with our, our dear friend Sammy C. I said, let me show you this movie because you've never seen it. You really need to see it. Yeah. And she loved it so much that she was back here like a week later and she was like, let's watch it again. Yes, <laughs> so, that's the way. I was like, yes, another one. I was like, just <laughs> wait until I get you into the Mayfair, which is just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Where's my verse in Hamilton? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's an exciting time for TV right now. It is, and, and then... movies too. We've had some amazing movies out since we last had an episode. Like, Barbarian, if you have not seen it yet, go see it. It's so good. What else? Uh, I haven't seen anything, I just... so... Uh, Barbarian, Nope came out, um, and that was great. And then just, oh, Pearl. I just saw Pearl, and it was wonderful. So, what a year for horror it's been. What a year for TV and movies. Yes, and we've got Midnight Club coming up, the mm-hmm. new Hellraiser. Oh, it looks great. Oh, it's going to be so good. So excited. So excited for that. Yeah. And, uh, while we're on the subject, happy one-year anniversary, Midnight Mass. Oh, yes. We love you. Mwah, mwah. Yeah. You Mike Flanagan, I, if you ever want to come talk about Dune, we'd love to. Yeah. Just just hang out. Yeah, it's just fine. hang out with us. You know, bring your wife. We, we'd love to meet her, too. Yeah. No, it's great. Bring it. Yeah. Bring whoever yeah. you want. <laughs> we're not saying you have to bring Rahul, but you, you could. I mean, you could. You could. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so embarrassing that would i couldn't talk that would be <laughs> i was the worst. very happy and this is gonna date this episode but who cares uh i was very happy to see someone on twitter did the god emperor adam levine uh sexed <laughs> meme was body. funny yes the body fuck i need to see the booty <laughs> <laughs> you don't it has flippers no. <laughs> yeah, because it has, they said they dropped and kind of went back, right? Oh. So it would be kind of hanging off his back end, wouldn't it? His little flippers. Oh, Leto, looking at you must be a, a chore. So he has hands. He's, he confirmed he has hands. Okay, good. He can hold hands with his girlfriend later. <laughs> yeah, he he confirmed he has hands, and then he said his legs are atrophied, but he didn't say his hands and arms are atrophied. No, so, those still seem to be functional. Functional. Okay, so we're confirmed. We have hands. We have arms. Abs? Question mark. We're still out on the abs. Legs, flippers. Got it. Legs, flippers. <laughs> we're still the ones where Face, he's got abs. Adult. I'm not sure. Yeah. Face adult surrounded by Sandtrout labia. <sighs> well, that's how you just described it. Okay? I know! <laughs> <sighs> Don't groan at me. I know, you didn't I write didn't it. I didn't write this shit. 
Just tease it gently with one. <laughs> <laughs> Go in a circular motion. Hi, hi, hi. Well, I think that is a good place to end it for this week. I concur. Yes. Until next time, everybody, be nice and take your take spice. Take your spice. Bye. Okay. Let me stop recording.